What up, people? This is your boy, C. Grant. Welcome to another episode of the Guy Talk Podcast, where we are honest, open, and transparent. Happy to see you again today. Got my co-host in the building, Marcus. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing, doing man? Good, man. How you doing today? Good. Ready for another great episode yes, on Guy yes. Talk. Guy Talk. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got two awesome guests today. I can't wait to dive into uh, the topic. The topic today is financial success and legacy. And I, it is awesome. We've already been kind of talking about this kind of off camera individually. And I can't wait to dive in with you guys. But first, I guess, our awesome guest here, we got Peter Mars. Peter Mars, president and CEO of Gulf Coast Financial. What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. How you doing today? Looking good. Loving that blazer. Appreciate it. Yeah, Appreciate that blazer's it. off the chain, man. I like that. I try to get back to my uh, my, my CEO blazer vibe, you know. So <laughs> I got to lose a few more pounds for that. But uh, coming soon, coming soon. <laughs> Got our boy Mike Carter, serial entrepreneur. That's me. Me and Mike have been knowing each other quite a while. We got the same barber. Yes, sir. You know? Shout, shout out, out to the Clippers King. Shout out to the Clippers King. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, serial entrepreneur. I uh, got a host of things going on and um, can't wait for y'all to hear about it and, and learn more about what these brothers are doing. So, uh, again, the top today financial success and legacy. You know, and, and people always want to talk about money, right? They always want to hear about how can I uh, uh, make more, uh, how can I maybe diversify my portfolio, excuse me, uh, how can I invest better, yada, 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 the list goes on and on. But what does being financially uh, independent and empowered truly mean, though? We, like, again, we all want uh, more. Uh, we always we all want more commas in the bank. But what does that really mean to really financially empower yourself? Pete, I can start with you. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of what you guys are doing here. Um, definitely a blessing to be here. Um, at Gulf Coast Financial Advisors and Associates, uh, we're here in Baton Rouge. I'm a financial planner, financial advisor, insurance specialist. And, you know, I love what I do. I love my clients and the opportunity to serve and, and help any way I can from Baton Rouge to Houston. Uh, anyhow, so when you talk about uh, financial, let me just make sure I got it right. Financial freedom. We're talking about how to be more. Give, give me the question one more time. Just yeah, no, no problem. So you know, being financially empowered and educated. Yeah. What as men, as leads of our home, what is kind of the first things we need to know, and you know, what does that look like? Or maybe what are you already educating men on how to maybe better financially empower themselves? Our path to financial success. So I'll say start off by saying I can't legally give uh, financial advice as a fiduciary. Uh, so this wouldn't be advice technically. Um, but generally speaking, the advice that I try to offer, um, I think you know, at the crux of any problem, there's a solution, mm -hmm. right? Um, I believe that you have to um, get educated. Number one, I think you should know. Not so much how to be a specialist, but at least how to be maybe basic or a generalist. Uh, learn about money. You know, I think one of the biggest problems we have is we don't get educated about financial anything in school besides yeah. just how to count money. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, and so that's the first problem is we are foreign to what we actually go to work for every day. Right. We don't we right. don't understand it. And so then so getting a better grasp on what is money, how does it work, you know. Then you talk about what is compound interest. We uh, in the 80s they transitioned from 
you know, pensions and, you know, this uh, inflation is, is, you know, through the roof usually lately. And so there are so many things that you have to know about money to be able to, to, to use it well. So I think self-education is important. What I try to do, you know, depending on if I'm talking to like a classroom or if I'm teaching, I do uh, seminars and things like that. Mm-hmm. My goal is usually just to really walk people through just the basics um, because I don't want you to become a specialist because, again, I believe if you have a specific need, you should hire someone who handles that. I go get a doctor when I have a, a serious illness. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I self-medicate, right? So how do I self-medicate from a financial perspective? I learn how to deal with banking. I learn how to make a savings, right? I read up on what's some good savings habits. I find out, you know, a budget. What, do, what does my family actually need, you know, to be able to survive versus how much income I'm bringing in? What is my, my family doing? Is it a two-parent household, one-parent household? Is it a two-income household, right? And just really as men, and I'll say this definitively, uh, as men, we have to understand how to be the, uh, the head of a house. Mm-hmm. Because as a head of a house, it's not just being the man or being the protector. It is being the provider. Yeah. And so understanding your financial situation, understanding how to master your money is imperative. And uh, I think that's important when we're dealing with all of it. But also, I also uh, love the partnership between a husband and wife. And, you know, you may not be the strongest one when it comes to numbers. My wife is phenomenal at yeah. counting, right? Well, She's that. really yeah. good at that. So when it comes to being able to be the financially wise one, I also know how to say, okay, I'm not as good at something. You're better at something. Yeah. And, and having the humility to, to, to pass uh, that aspect of my responsibilities as the provider to my wife and we partner through it. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Mike, what's your That's take awesome. on it? Uh, what he said, everything he said, it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, I think y'all got the perfect mesh of guests here because, as you know, CJ, my, I'm locked into the spiritual side of, yes, of finances. Yes, yes. And for me, when I think about what caused me to shift and to begin to grow financially, uh, I grew up in Bayou Plaquemine. Uh, shout out to Plaquemine. Uh, the little ratchetness came out of me. Just now, so. But uh, shout out to Plaquemine. I grew up in Plaquemine, but we grew up. Uh, in the areas called down the bay, really impoverished, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember um, us being from house to house. I love my mom. She did her best to take care of us. But we just grew up in poverty. That's just right. the reality of right. it. So when God began to introduce me to money, the first thing he began to talk to me about was my mindset and my belief system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book of Haggai talks about how you can have money and bring it home and put it in a bag with holes in it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why you have a bag with holes in it, because spiritually, you haven't learned how to think abundance. You haven't learned how to understand and know overflow is your portion. You haven't learned how to trust God and depend on God to give you the wisdom to handle what it is that he wants you to have. Because, you know, you, God's not going to give you increase if you don't first manage what he gives you, you, you in the beginning. Right, right. But we don't know how to manage it, just like my brother just finished saying, because a lot of us don't even think we can handle it in the first place. We don't even think we can have more, so we don't go to educate ourselves. We don't uh, take classes or courses or whatever we need to do on financial literacy. Uh, and, and what ultimately happens is because we think broke, we act broke, mm. therefore we are broke. Mm. So the, the mindset has got to shift, uh, especially if you're going to be the head of a household. And I love what this brother said about determining who's better with the finances. Me, I'm a numbers guy. 
I, I, anything I can, I can add, multiply, divide in my head like that. So my wife allows me to handle our finances. Right, but if if your wife is better than you, then you let her handle the money, right. and you just go with the punches. But some and, and not that having an ego to that. I was just about to say that doesn't make you less of a stand. man. Right, right. As a matter of fact, for right. me, leadership is knowing who to put in position. Right, because they are better at something than you are. Exactly. Leadership don't mean I got it. I got to handle it all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. So um, for me, that's what that's what it's all about when it comes to being a man, walking in financial independence. Walking in empowerment financially because God don't want us broke, man. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? No. We don't. We don't. We don't serve a a, a broke God. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have a broke daddy. Right. So why would he right. want his knowing kids? Knowing who your daddy is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Knowing who your daddy mm-hmm. is. And that's a great segue. We always uh, start the 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 podcast or or within the podcast with a scripture. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the scripture for today is Proverbs 13, 20, 13 and twenty two. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, Mm -hmm. but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Mm -hmm. And Peter, going back to what you're saying and kind of how it may parallel with the scripture, um, education, right? So a man may very much well desire to leave an inheritance for his children's children, but there's an education component to that that you speak to, the how-to, you know, what would you say or what can you provide to people in terms of like uh, a start or goal or where, where does that education start at? So I'm glad you asked that. You know, I think um, when you when you look at first, you got to know what you don't have to know what you need to get. That's good. That's right? real good. Um, you have to fully examine. I always try my best. You know, I was in the Air Force for a time and um one way to fix a problem with, we worked on missile launchers and all kinds of cool stuff, right? Mm. Um, it was called what was obvious damage, mm. right? And so I look at this tool, and I, or not tool, but I look at this instrument that's used on this fighter jet, and you say, where is the obvious damage? That's mm. the first thing I'm looking for in what's my situation. And that's also talking from a spiritual component. Where is the damage in my life? Is trauma in what area, right? Mm. If you have a financial perspective, like going back to poverty, Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about poverty, you talk about the mindset of poverty, the spirit of poverty, all those different aspects of poverty, because God did not give you a spirit of fear, but I also believe he doesn't give you a spirit of poverty, right? Um, And so when you talk about um, being able to produce something in the education and where you start from that, you you start from where the damage is. And then you begin to educate yourself from the place of, hey, I'm empty here. God, fill me up. Give me the right education so I can know what to do, what not to do. Who can I speak to? Again, I truly believe uh, the wealthy, they don't do everything on their own. Yeah. They have a team, right? When I have a problem, I go get a lawyer if it's legal. I get a doctor if it's medical. I get a financial advisor if it's financial, mm-hmm. right? If I want to invest, retire, all that good stuff. If I'm looking for something specific, I get someone specific. Mm-hmm. And if I can't afford someone specific, I educate myself as best I can. Mm-hmm. The library <laughs> is yeah. a great place. Yeah. The, our cell phones. Google. I mean, at Google, right? <laughs> I tell my kids this. I was like, y'all are so blessed. You literally have so much knowledge right. at, right your, at your hands. I mean, we were kids. 
we didn't have that. We had to go get the Encyclopedia right. Right. Uh, Britannica, right? They had these big old brown right. books with right. huge, you know. It was yeah. like, I thought you don't those... even hear kids talk about the library. Uh-uh. You know? They may have a school book day or something, yeah. whatever I think my kids talk book about. Fair. But yeah. not to interrupt or interject, yeah. but just they don't even, just those things that really uh, set a foundation for us mm-hmm. in terms of learning, maturing preparation you know that's like it's not the same but go ahead i i, I digress no, no that's, that's awesome yeah for real you don't you don't hear about that and i also think that we don't teach our kids to to be learners yeah right man that's so good yeah right we we miss the point where you know we talk about being thirsty for knowledge mm-hmm. um you have to 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 want something more to realize you don't have it like if I don't realize there is a jacket. I'm going to never realize there's a solution to being cold. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I have to get to a place. So I think the best thing a father can do, a husband can do, uh, is teach how to go look for something, how to secure knowledge more so than being just the place where all knowledge is. Yeah. And so how do you fix that? You begin fixing it by uh, teaching them, hey, to be problem solvers, mm-hmm. right? Because why? Problem solvers are the ones who are going to make the most money. Two, how to go find knowledge. What is knowledge? All right. If I don't know something as a father, I'm going to go find it out. I always believe in this. I'm going to start off not knowing something, but by the time I'm finished, I'm the expert. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I started out having a financial need. And before I was done, I was a financial expert. My entire company was built off of God driving me towards Okay, you got a problem. How you gonna fix it? Man, that's yeah. so good. That's good. That's, that's so awesome. good. I'm, can I piggyback off yeah, you real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. So he, you mentioned uh, teaching our kids about being learners. My dad, God rest his soul, he, he passed away from COVID in uh, 21. But one of the one of the most profound things my dad ever told me, and I, I tell you, I've I've never forgotten this statement. He said to me, "Son, never think you know everything, yeah. because when you do, you stop learning." Yeah. And when I tell you that has stuck with me ever since he said it, and I don't even remember how old I was when he said it, but it's never left me. And I, I say sometimes when I'm when I'm talking to people that graduation can be a detriment because it. it it can be a detriment if you think that that's the end of that's your learning. Right. You see right, what I'm saying? I right. graduated from college or I graduated from high school, so now I don't have to learn anymore. But that's not true. Yeah. What's also true is that you don't just because you don't go to college doesn't mean you can't learn. Yeah. Correct. We just finished talking about how Google is at. I, I, when I tell you everything that I do now, it's because I'm a student of Google, yes, YouTube, right. mentors, people I know who are self-educated. I'm self-educated <laughs> because I didn't do well in college. I'm, I'm institutionally, I, I didn't do well in school. Yes. Not because I wasn't smart. Right, right. I just, I'm just a high A personality. I'm, you know, but I found my niche and I found my lane, and I knew that I had to educate myself mm-hmm. if I'm going to be great at what I do, and so. I, I, I know that I can't ever stop learning. I'm so glad Peter said that because it's so important as men. You know, I got uncles who I used to watch them solve problems. Mm. And what, all I used to see them do was they just wouldn't give up till they solved it. Till they solved it, right. So now what I do is when I encounter a problem, oh, no, I'm going to solve this. Right. I don't know how right. long it's going to take, <laughs> but I'm going to solve it. And because of that, it normally don't take that long. Mm. But and you bring up a good point, too, about the college thing because— um, back in the day, if they, the encouragement to go to college by, especially black families, yeah. was huge, right? It was. It was huge. But now we've evolved into this huge entrepreneurial world yeah. where, you know, the conversations are different with our kids, whereas I, I think as parents, we have to be more flexible around 
if they do not want to go to college, right. but they have another plan around entrepreneurship. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we start having those conversations about going educating, or here's what it is to take operate a business from a financial perspective, an integrity perspective, mm -hmm. but also just continuing to educate yourself to solve a problem, be a problem solver. Absolutely. You know, and that's a, that's a huge deal because in terms of educating our sons, right? And I noticed that a lot of brothers that I talk to who are fathers, their sons don't necessarily want to go to school. Mm -hmm. They want to be entrepreneurs. You know, mm -hmm. they see uh, uh, this huge uptick in where, you know what, I can educate myself in being a car mechanic or whatever it is they desire yep. and still make six figures or better. Yeah. You know, and, and so what, what conversations, if y'all don't mind me ha asking, what conversations would you recommend that parents have? What are you having with your kids in terms of financial for finances? You know, are you educating them on, hey, credit score? Are you educating mm -hmm. them on, hey, balancing your checking? Hey, stop, don't spend as much. Don't spend what you don't have. Yeah. You know, what are your conversations are you having, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, man. Oh, man. I think, um, you know, I think you talk about learning styles, right? You talk about uh, kinesthetic uh, tactile, visual, auditory is what you say, what you see, what you touch, what you watch, stuff like that, right? Um, I used to be a teacher many moons ago. And uh, when I teach my sons or when I teach people to teach their sons, um, for me, I think it's really important, number one, that they have a good example, mm. right? You can't teach what you're not modeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't talk me into believing that you're good at something when I see I otherwise. The yeah, fruit yeah. is not there. Yeah. You right. tell a tree yeah. by its fruit. 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 That's it. Right. So yeah. when you look at your fruit, i.e. your example, what example are you leaving? Okay. The next thing is is the while you're doing the work, one thing I believe in is I talk about real things with my children. Mm -hmm. I believe in having a I have I have five kids. Um, my eldest son is 21. He's actually, in, uh, he's, uh, got his life insurance license. He's getting his investment license. I'm super happy. God is good. Yeah. Um, you have to, em they, they emulate something and then they also recall more than you realize. Right? Yeah. So when you're talking, they're listening. When you're talking and you're not talking to them, this they're listening, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, they're looking at how you handle so many things. We can go into how you handle your spouse, how you handle your problems, mm -hmm. when you cuss and, hit, and you hit your toe. Like, it's so many areas where children are watching you. Mm -hmm. But I think specifically for the financial aspect of it, they even model and digest what the way you handle money. And so, like, if you're a person who always says you're broke, guess what they're going to think? Talk about it. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. This is life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Being broke is the way we do things. If you mm. always are counting pennies, right, they're going to think, man, we don't have it. So I can't even ask for certain things. Right. I don't have it like other kids. And they may not even tell you, mm -hmm. but they're comparing everything. Yeah. And so I try my best to, to always emulate financial freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, OK, I can I could afford it. But what is it for? Yeah. Right. What's the purpose of the thing you're trying to buy? Don't just buy everything because you have money. Cool. Yeah. Right. Make smart choices with the gift that God has given you, the resource called money. And so making sure they see the right things, you have the right conversations. I don't I think it should be intentional, but I also think it should be passive. Yeah. I think mm. they should just mm. see it as an environment. Mm. I believe in atmosphere. That's good. The atmosphere around them should scream wealth. If you are a renter, your kids will know it. And there's no knock on people who rent. Right. But if you are, again, 
especially depending on what culture you're talking about. We have to present something to our kids so they can know it, it, there's something different. We have to do something different. We cannot take what our parents did and say, this is the model, let me re replicate it, right. because this isn't the 80s. Right. So, you know, I think that's very important is to model the behavior and make sure you're intentional about communicating it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I got a question. So, you have, I mean, we're, we're here. Pretty much all of us make good have, make good money. Mm -hmm. For the most part, we all have homes and, and all that. Yeah. Exactly, we all have homes and all that kind of stuff. Is but, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but what about those brothers who don't make that kind of money? Who 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 yeah, who question. are maybe in between career paths, or they have to scrape pennies to make it make it a, and and make things work, or they don't have the resources to to call and to to talk to someone mm. to say man how do i get out of this rut that i'm in you know financially i want to do better you know my kids need to see me do better mm -hmm. but right now i'm giving all i got and it still seems like it's not enough you know what do you what do you speak to, how do you talk to those those brothers about how to show their children different when they don't have different themselves and when they never seen different yeah. maybe they like uh, my brother here who grew up in a, in a poverty stricken area like myself who grew up in a poverty stricken area where we didn't see we, we didn't see wealth we didn't see abundance how do you teach those people how to get out of it especially if they're seeing that all the time what's the, what's something that you would tell those people so yeah Bob please, please. okay so I'm gonna tell him well it's time for you to get up and get after it because that's what I did yeah and some people may say well that's insensitive no it's not if you're a man if you are if you have good health, mm -hmm. if you're able, then you've got to make some changes. Yeah. Because it's hard to model if you're not actually walking in that. Yeah. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I literally, literally, when I tell you, when I met my wife, I couldn't afford a 32-inch TV Yeah. when we started dating. She she bought me my first 32-inch TV. Mm -hmm. Now we live in a 260,000 square dollar house uh -huh. you know what i'm saying uh -huh. like i've been able to provide for her on the level and my businesses are growing so crazily now yeah that it's about to go to a whole nother level yeah. right yeah but how did that happen because i was in that same position where i didn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out of uh -huh. and i made a conscious decision <laughs> i do not want to stay like this yeah yeah if i'm if i'm if i have if i'm gonna have kids if i'm gonna have a wife and from a married this woman i've got to come up with a vision Mm -hmm. I've got to get that vision from God. And I don't have to come up with it. I got to get my vision from God because he has Amen. a vision for every single person. Amen. And then I got to go to work. Yeah, yeah. I got to get that vision and go to work. Yeah. That's the only conversation I'm having with a, a young man who acts, is in the same position that you're in because he's able, he's right. capable. Right. You are not hopeless. Right. You are not in a position where you cannot change your circumstances. Correct. You just got to be willing to do it. You've got to have the faith. I, I, I type four is four things that I would tell any man. I'm gonna tell my son that these are the four things you're gonna have to do if you're gonna get to the level that God really wants you to. First mm -hmm. thing is faith, because yeah. you got to take risk. You're not going. <laughs> you're not gonna have no wealth to leave to leave as an inheritance to your grandkids if you're not a risk taker. Correct. It's just, and really, when you're walking with God. And he tells you to do it. It ain't right. really a risk. Right. It seems like light. a risk. That's the green light. But it's not really right. a risk. But it right. seemed like a risk. When yeah. I when I quit my job last year in July, and, and I, all I had was a plan, and I didn't have a whole bunch of money saved up, it seemed like a risk. But it wasn't because God told me to quit. Mm. 
So it, it wasn't a risk at all. It was it was a guarantee. And now a year and something later, I'm seeing tremendous fruit from it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The next thing is discipline. Man, you have got to discipline yourself. Yeah. A man who does not have discipline is never going to win. I'm hey, if you look at the greatest sports athletes, the greatest people, period, they discipline people. All the way. Yeah. All right. Discipline and self control. Just yeah. to kinda Parallel, yeah, self-control. self-control. The Bible talks about lawlessness and how that's not yes. a fruit of the spirit. Right, yeah. you, right. You got, you got, you got to get some things under control. Yes, mm-hmm. work ethic, man. The Bible says a lazy man desires all day and has nothing. 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 Now, why is it that he don't have nothing? Because he don't want work for it. Work. That's it. That's the the, the key. Is he lazy? Right. Yeah. So you got to have right. a work ethic. And then the last thing is mentorship. You got to find somebody who has done what you're doing and is willing to mentor you and show you how to do it. And you can literally change your financial lineage forever. So any guy that's in that situation that you're talking about, that's the conversation I'm going to have. I'm not going to be, oh, man, I feel sorry for you. It's tough, bro. No, come on, get up. Let's let's go have a conversation for about an hour. Let's go sit up and have lunch, take notes. I I ain't like Jay-Z where you're going to get $500,000. You You can choose between the two. Yeah, you can't choose. You just got to get this lunch today, cuz. But... In this lunch, <laughs> I'm going to give you some keys that if you take them, it's going to transform fine, your life. Yeah. I think that's very important, too. I remember when uh, I was young, getting married, and not had a lot. You know, we wanted a house, and we bought a house, and I was just like, man, okay. First house, I bought my first house, I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how am I going to pay this bill? I had a job. It was cutting it, but it wasn't cutting it all the way. I cut grass. You know, I washed cars. I did other stuff, including my job. Yeah, you right. know, I did enough stuff to where we got to a place where it was better. I switched career paths, started driving trucks, making a little more money. Yeah, I still cut the grass, did all those mm. things, started learning how to hang TVs. I did different things to keep me with some money constantly flowing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people don't realize, too, that if you don't have it, don't mean stop. Yeah, or don't right. mean get complacent right. in the place right. that you're in because... I might not be able to have the type of career that another person has, but I can't envy that. I have to do the best of what I can do with what I have and make it boom into something that it can be more right. than what more than what it is. And, and being sensitive to God's instruction, you know, that's what I found very helpful for me in terms of not only just a, 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 as a husband and a father and a friend, you know, being sensitive to when God says go, being sensitive to when he tells you yes or no. You know, and, and, and because he's going to have the ultimate answer for you. We can, and, and Grant, I'm not talking we shouldn't seek mentorship and should seek professional help. That's not what I mean at all. But our first point of contact needs to be God. God, what do I need to do? You said write the vision and make it plain. Now, God, how do I implement? How do I execute? You know, and, and that's, that's huge. You know, to get instruction, you have to, number one, have a relationship. Yeah have consistency, and then you have to be intentional. I think some people, when they pray, they're praying blanket prayers. They're not praying specific prayers because they expect not to be heard or not to hear anything. Right. And so we have to, as men, uh, listen, especially about the financial piece, because God has a responsibility and a weight and a burden on us where, for me, this is how I feel. My wife is so good. She's a real estate broker, one of the, the best in, in the state. But I tell her, I was like, honey— you do very well, but if it came down to it, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You could say tomorrow, I don't want to do this no more. I want to stay home. I'm okay with that. Why? Because it's my burden. 
to be the provider, not yours. Man, you know yeah. that's a great place to be. And my wife, my wife got laid off from two jobs, like back to back, right? And the last time she got laid off, I told her, you don't have to go back to work. Awesome. Now she she wanted to go back. Right, right, right. But she stayed out. She didn't work for a long time before she went back. And I was completely fine with that because I'm able. That's Do it. As a man, I don't know about other men, but as a man, for me, where I come from, that is a humongous task for me to be able to take on. Yeah. And I told her, I said, anytime you're ready, you do not have, you, she didn't have to go back and she can leave if she wants to. Right. So that's, as a man, that's what, to me, that's what we should um, aspire to do. To do, To right. take care of our families in that manner. Right. I say this, I, um, Kind of piggyback off of what you guys are saying, I uh, I was seeking to get married a couple of years ago. I was living in the apartment. Um, my finances was all crazy, all over the all over the place. I went through a divorce. Things were rough, and so God set me down one morning, got in that secret place. He said, "I need to get you back to where I need you at." Mm. And so He said, "In order for you to have a wife, you got to be able to provide the life yeah. that's going to be pleasing to a wife." And before you know it, I bought a house. I got my finances together, mm-hmm. got my credit together. Was able to do some different right. things because, like you say, as a man, we should want to do those things. Absolutely. And when, when God gave those things to me, it made it easier now to say, okay, hey, I got a house that's big enough for you to come to. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we was we was living bad, but now I got a $300,000 house mm-hmm. that you can come home to. Right. And I can pay for this right. without you having to do nothing. Right. You know, you can come in here and it's, it's just fair game. Not saying that, you know, anybody just fair game to come in there. But I said, the woman that God has for me, mm-hmm. I have those things that put in place already. But it, in the, in that moment of, of getting those, that financial literacy, get the, getting those things together, there was some sacrifice that had to Absolutely. be made. Right. You know, right. and those were, there was some time where I had to spend with God to say, okay, well, I, I do want them new J's, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I'm used to getting them. But I had to take take that time to say, okay, I can't get it now. Yeah, I can't do this 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 way. I can't keep doing the same thing that I was right. doing that put me in this right. hole. Right, right. To trying to get out of a hole and then want to have a family to be able to provide for. So even with saying that, even when looking at, okay, I've got, I got a family that I want to get. I have a, a, a wife or I have kids that I need to take care of. What sacrifices are you willing to make to make sure those right. things are happening yeah. like that? Right. Well, you know? I think it goes back to kingship. Yeah. You know, understanding that as a king, you have certain levels of responsibility and that this is your castle. This is your people. This is your land. Right. A king yeah. owns literally everything. Right. Yeah. And then when they someone comes along, they're able to give them a part of what they have. Correct. Right. And then they leave an inheritance for their children and mm-hmm. their, their wife. She's a queen. So she's honored. All these fantastic things. And so I really believe that going back to what you're saying, it's requirement of men to be stewards. That's why Abraham went on that walk of faith and he didn't know where he was headed, but because he honored God, because that's the first relationship you must was really foster, Absolutely. you begin to see the fruit of that relationship because God's going to bless you for be, your obedience because yeah. he's a king right. and he wants to bless you and he made the earth for us. Yeah. And so then, um, you know, it's really important that as men, we really take the time to spend time with God, learn his agenda, mm-hmm. and then begin to become good stewards of the gifts that God has given us. Even the time he's given you, you're spending time talking to him. God, I want to do the right things by you for the woman you're going to give me. He honors that, so mm-hmm. he's going to bless you. Uh, even we talked about earlier, you asked the question about uh, the, 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 the father 
wanting to get on his feet. You know, the fact that you want to get on your feet yeah. That's right. is, is That's huge. Right. That's a yeah. start. The right. desire, you can't coach that. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right? So starting from the place of I want to do better, if you don't have anything, you have a lesson to teach your son. Yeah. Come on, son, look at me while I'm trying to fix my life. That's it. That's right? It. That's and, it. and I want you to do better than me. I mean, think about how many poor fathers from the 50s and 60s taught their sons, you got to do better than me. You got to do better than me. And then they went and did better than them. So, yeah, and that's yeah. why they sought out college. Right. 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 So right. it was, right. when you have nothing but education, give education. Yeah. When yeah. you have something, if you don't have the education yet, show them trying to learn it. Yeah. It's yeah. about the effort that you put into it, which is going to be the result that they see. And they're like, you know what? My dad didn't have much, but, but he made it happen yeah, for it. He made it, made it happen. That's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And because he was seeking God, I'm going to seek God. I go outside because my dad went outside yeah. to talk yeah. to God. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Man, That's good. The, That's good. The, the sacrifice piece that you just spoke to, I'm just going to really, just going to be real quick. See these shoes I got on? I am a, I'm, I don't consider myself a sneakerhead because I don't buy every shoe, but I like some Jordans. <laughs> and before I quit my job, I was buying, Jordans every month, just like probably full full pair. When I left my job to go full time entrepreneurship because God told me to, I didn't buy another pair of Jordans for a year. Now for me, that is a huge sacrifice. sacrifice right, right. <laughs> but I, I but I understood. I want to invest that money back into my business. That's money that I can put towards camera equipment because these Correct. this stuff is not uh expensive. That's I was able to go and get my real estate license. I'm a realtor as well now. I was able to go get my real estate license because I wasn't spending money on this. And that ain't cheap. And all them fees we gotta pay pay to be to be your realtor, it ain't cheap. But because I was willing to cut these off, yeah, which was yeah. probably I was probably spending about a thousand dollars a month on shoes. At least. Mm -hmm. I cut that off yeah. for a whole year. I didn't buy another I didn't buy my another pair of Jordans I quit my job in July. I didn't buy another one probably till September is when I bought September this year is yeah. when I bought my first pair. And you know, I'm in a place now where I can go back to buying them. Right. But it's right. because I sacrificed right. for that year and I put that away and put that money into what I was doing. And now it's producing for me exponentially. Yeah. That's a word I want everybody listening to this podcast to remember exponential. God is a God of exponentiality. I don't even know if that's a word, but, but God multiplies. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He doesn't right. just add, he multiplies. Mm -hmm. And if you give him seed, he's the, he has promised us that he's going to multiply the seed that we sow. Oh. He doesn't multiply the harvest. Y'all hear what I'm about to say. He multiplies the seed. And when the seed is multiplied, when you plant one seed, he make it 10 seeds. Oh, and right. now you got 10 seeds growing instead of the one you plant. I don't, right. don't, don't want to preach. I'm but don't don't, don't get me started on that. You're going to make talk, talk uh, about tithing, tithing, yeah. tithing <laughs> sowing. Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. What? That's a whole other package. Yeah, and we got to come back for that. Yeah, that's a whole we other gotta, We got to come back. But you lead me into our last question. Generational wealth. So we, 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 we talked about the how, preparation, stumbling blocks to some degree, you know. What are some of the ways that we can lead generational wealth? So, so going back to Marcus' example, I'm a brother that maybe only make 50000 a year, mm -hmm. right? Um, my wife may be working, may not. She maybe only makes fifty or 35000 a year. So we got our bills, we got our kids, we got miscellaneous, we got happenstances, car go out every month. You know, uh, had gone out where we did, we saved a thousand, but now we got to spend a thousand. How can men begin to prepare themselves and set or set themselves up for generational wealth? And I know you 
uh, educate people in, in various capacities. You've educated me all the time in terms of life insurance and mutual funds and uh, how to manage money and what direction your money should be going in. But there are people that may not be as fortunate as the four of us sitting here. How, how can they navigate that? Or what would you be some helpful tips? I would say, I mean, you touched on one that was important, life insurance. Um, a lot of my clients, you know, sometimes they have it through their job. And I think if you can't afford any personal, privately owned life insurance, then use your job. That's really usually pretty affordable. Um, that's an instant legacy, right? Uh, if you can afford a term policy, and again, this is blanketed, you know, you have to get with me to get some specifics on what's best for you. But getting life insurance, understanding what disability insurance is, making sure your auto insurance is where it needs to be. Because, again, a penny saved is a penny earned. Yeah. I don't want to lose money trying to get money, right? Yeah. Uh, if you got a 401k, get into it. Look at that if that's a good option for you. Um, talk to your advisor and see if that's a good fit. But all of these are financial instruments, learning how to save financial instruments. Hmm. Um, the biggest inheritance thing you can leave, obviously, financially as liquid money, if you pass away, uh, life insurance is the cheapest form of liquid capital you can leave behind. All right. I think owning a home is huge because if you are a homeowner, now you have a piece of real property and that property can go to your children uh, I believe in having a portfolio that's diversified, looking at real estate and investments. If you got a 401k, some properties, you know, it's the sky's the limit nowadays. So just finding out what's right for you, talk to your advisor. But if you just have benefits, start with something that's reasonable. Get you enough life insurance that'll cover you for an amount of time. I would say some people talk about uh, 10 years worth of life insurance times your salary or even uh, versus your retirement. And again, I'll, I can go into more, that more deeply on one-on-one. Um, making sure your disability is in place. You know, I think what people miss is if you can't work, now you're not earning an income, mm. right? Yeah. So being able to have disability insurance is very important because that's income protection. Yeah. Uh, making sure that you're investing and you're divesting, uh, uh, investing in a diversified manner. <laughs> making sure you're not putting all your chips in one basket. Um, and then, of course, talk to your professionals. Awesome. No, that's awesome advice. And I think that's something um, not only men, but we as a community don't know enough about. Yeah. You know, um, I know one of the things that um, saddens me and at the same time frustrates me to some degree. And I know people, everyone's uh, situations are different or dynamics. Let me preface that before people leave comments around this. But one, one of the things that truly uh, saddens me is people doing suppers or plates when someone passes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, their loved one passes. Or GoFundMe. And, and, or GoFundMe, go you know. Yeah. And those things have their appropriate place. Yeah. And I can't, I'm not judging anyone, but I'm just trying to say it from a place of love that where we can help others say, hey, in those scenarios, because we know life happens. All of us going to check out one day. What is it that... They, uh, what you sh they should do first and foremost for a minimum. What should they look into first? Is it the life insurance piece? Is it maybe taking advantage and leveraging what you maybe have through your employer, or I'm a combination? I guess I'm gonna tell you the the eighteen cents per one dollar of life insurance. You pay eighteen cents. It might even be different now, but last time I checked, eighteen cents per every one dollar of life insurance money. So 
really life insurance is the cheapest way uh, to avoid a, a catastrophe where you have to find other sources and gather money up, right? That's the smartest way. Um, after life insurance, because again, uh, it's not about burying you, it's about an inheritance. Right. And so if you don't have enough capital, I also think, you know, when you talk about probate and all these things, estate planning, a lot of those things go into conversations when you try to figure out what's the best way to do it. Right. Again, going back to it, life insurance is the first place to stop. After that, we want to look at the other assets. Gotcha. Um, don't be afraid to go get assets, right? Don't be afraid yep. to do something different than what you see around you. Uh, owning a home, that's an asset. Saving money, that's an asset. Uh, buying, spending money into your investments. Something is better than nothing. Do what you can afford yeah. if you can't do a lot, right? Um, and if you have a really bad problem with your budget, then go fix it. Figure out who Figure you need to talk to. Right, right. Um, I think the the biggest problem we have, community as men, is sometimes we don't look into it. Yeah. And we say that's not for us. Uh, that's for somebody else. Or they'll look at something, the new flashy thing, and they'll like invest in the new flashy thing without getting some of the basics. Mm. To me, you need the basics before you do anything brand new. Right, yeah. right. That's huge. That's it. Thank y'all so much. I think just oh, uh, go ahead. also just yeah, not living above your means, too. Uh, if you don't have means to do it, don't do it. You know? Yeah. Sometimes it's it's okay to say I can't afford that. Right. It's okay right. To that's say, okay. That's, that's not in the budget. <laughs> you know, live in your means to start with, too. Yeah. That's all I want no, to that's awesome. That. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's key, too, because I know I've, I've done it. You know, maybe all, we all have had personal experiences where we, I knew I couldn't go get X or mm-hmm. I shouldn't get it. Yeah. I may have had that $100, but it wasn't right. a time to spend that $100, Correct. you know, Correct. And, Correct. and definitely can relate to that. And t- so th- thank y'all. We, we always end the episodes with a wrap-up question. And the wrap-up question, and after that, I want everyone to to uh, know where they can find y'all, you know, maybe what y'all got going on and all that good stuff. But today's wrap-up question, we're all fathers, right? And, and, and sitting here, ironically enough, we all have sons. What What is the best thing that we can be as a father, son, again, not what we can do, but what we can be as a father with sons. And Mike, I'll let you go first. Man, it's this. This is a great question. Um, just this morning, and it brought me to tears. Um, God said to me, "I trusted you with a boy child because of the kind of man you are." Mm. And when I tell you that shook me to my core. Because, you know, sometimes the enemy will, will throw all kind of thoughts at you and have you thinking opposite of that. So for God to affirm me like that, it just really blessed me. So for me, I think the, the greatest thing I can give him or be for him is who God has called me to be. Wow. Be who God has, who God has trusted me to be to him. Yeah. Because obviously for God to tell me that, that he trusts me with a son because of the kind of man I am, well, that means that the kind of man I am, God wants me to emulate to him. Right. So that's the best thing I could possibly be is just be the man that God has called me to be in every aspect, represent the full counsel of the gospel and literally live that before him. Wow. Be a great husband to my wife so he can see his mom being treated like a queen, you know, be a hardworking provider so that he can see that and know that that's the lane that he's supposed to go in and then learn from all of the mistakes and things that happened to me in the past and be able to pass them to him. Because oftentimes I'll say, and I'm done after this, God, why didn't you allow me to 
experience this sooner in life? Why didn't you mm-hmm. show me this sooner in life? And he's like, you were about the wrong thing. Now you have wisdom that you can pour into your son. Wow. And so I understand his legacy now. Wow. So that's it for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Pete, what about you? I would say show him me surrendered for God. Mm. Um, I think surrender is the strongest position you can be in. Um, It is the place where you want him to understand that whenever you see me strong or you see me battle, understand that wherever my strength came from, it came from God. Mm. Um, What I do, it's not me. I'm not special. God is special. And so that fully surrendered posture um, and a full embracing of God, I don't try to create a doctrine of my own. I just follow God and where he sends me, I go. Um, I also think it's important to not be a know-it-all, right? Um, That's so good. You know, when you, if, that's awesome. If, wow. if you are able to just show fragility a little bit, you know, show the humility of your relationship with God and just say, I don't know everything. I, I'm, I'm trusting God for the answer. He says, Dad, can you do this? Can you do that? Don't see, son. Whatever God says is what we're going to do. Yes. And I, I, I emulate that character because I think it's the most natural posture because I want him to have the same posture. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. It reminds me of when God was speaking to me one morning. I was telling my wife about it after, uh, before we all prayed together. Like I told y'all earlier, I spent time with God alone. And, and, and two things that he, he, he brought to me was uh, boldness and example. Mm. You know, an example to not first, because, you know, our first ministry is our home. You know, before we go out to talk to whomever, encouraging whomever, our first ministry is our home, our wife, our children, and being an example for them first. You know, it kind of just goes into what y'all was saying, and, and, you know, for us as men, almost like the cliche of talk it, but also walk, walk it. it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and, and that's one of the things. Marcus, I'll let you dive in. Yeah, I was. Uh, Peter took my. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, letting them see that real side of you. Yeah. You know the human side, like, hey, <clears throat> Dad's not in the best place right now, but we're gonna still fight through this. Right. I'm gonna show you that you don't have to always be Superman, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be your Superman. But you don't always have to be Superman. Sometimes we get tired. Right. Sometimes we get weak. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, but they need to see that to understand. Those that, hey, states as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't fall into those things, but also. I'm human. Yeah. Although, although you may see me as the strongest man in the world, sometimes I have those moments of, of not being Superman. Right. So, right. Yeah, Amen. Good. Man, this was good. I thoroughly enjoyed you, brother. Thank y'all enjoyed. so Thank much for having us for again. coming. Big time. You know, we are definitely going to have to have y'all again and talk through more about uh, uh, your business, what you are doing to help folks to understand and prepare. Uh, themselves for various events in life. Mike, serial entrepreneur, we'll start with you. Got to have you back as things begin to continue to be blessings in your life, mature yeah, in your life. Yeah, we got to talk about that tithing and so on. We got to talk about that That's tithing and so on. That's huge part of finance. Ooh, man, look, huge a part. quick story to that. Man, and, I, and I know we got to go, but I have to tell this, and shout out to my wife before I said, I don't even know if she want me to say this, <laughs> but I'm saying it anyway, baby. Um, <laughs> so my wife was... Um, 
when we were dating, I went to church with her, uh, obviously initially for a first couple of times, but on this particular Sunday, it was her, I guess, Sunday to tithe. And I saw her do the cash app and I saw them. I know I was familiar with tithing at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't a tither though. Yeah. You know, uh, I knew what sewing was, but I wasn't a sewer, mm-hmm. you know, and I saw my wife tithe this huge amount. So we got back in the car. I was like, that was a tithe? Or what, what was that? <laughs> you know, and she looked at me like, yeah, this is what I tithe based upon my income, yada, yada, right. yada. And, you know, my wife is a big tither, man. My wife ties, and this is another conversation, she ties from the gross. Yeah. She ties from the gross. And I was like, you know, that ain't what you brought home. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, she, it, it was, a, it was a, a perspective moment for me, you know. So she, long story short, tithing is important. Once I began to, to, to put that in my life and be obedient to God on that, so many doors open. But we'll come back to that on another yeah, show, another episode. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to share that with y'all and with the audience. So, Peter, tell everybody where they can find you, uh, what you got going on, and uh, where they can look for you at, website, social media, all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, so social media, of course, Peter A. Mars, you can find me on Facebook, Peter A. Mars, uh, financial planner, uh, with Gulf Coast Financial Advisors and Associates. Um, and then of course you can find me on Instagram, Peter Mars underscore the kingdom advisor. And we're right here in Baton Rouge. Uh, it's uh, 758 St. Charles street, uh, 70802 Baton Rouge. And, um, of course, um, you can look us up on Google as well. Um, so we are a fully functioning financial planning firm, financial advising firm. If you have uh, rollovers, 401ks, need for life insurance, disability, or managed money, uh, or just a plan, and you just need to know what to do, we can help you. Awesome, awesome. Mike, how can the folks find you? Schedule your book here, Man, all I, that good stuff. Listen, I got too many Instagram. <laughs> but on Facebook, Mike Carter, you can go to uh, facebook.com backslash Mike Carter. Um, on Instagram, I'm going to send you to my fastest growing page. It's the Mike the Cameraman page. So that's at Mike the Cameraman underscore. You can uh, find me there, see all my videos, photography, all that kind of stuff. Um, and also my website for our organization, oh, Kingdom Billionaires. Yeah, yes, that yes, that's but awesome. you can go to Kingdom, Uh It is an organization that my wife and I uh, founded in 2018, and it is rooted in teaching biblical principles concerning money concerning awesome. finances and how awesome. to prosper financially we don't want you to just get by because god don't want you to. he has pleasure in the prosperity not just getting by so we want to teach you how to prosper awesome. and we're updating our website it's www.mygcfa.com that's my gc gulf coast financial advisor.com awesome awesome thank y'all so much again thank y'all this, for having us Big time. Man, thank y'all so much we're signing off this thank y'all for tuning into another episode of god talk where we are honest open and transparent you can find us on the god talk guy talk podcast on facebook instagram uh and youtube go to our youtube subscribe subscribe right now the guy talk pod subscribe see our premiere episode see this episode and future episodes to come you won't be disappointed subscribe to the guy talk pod on youtube appreciate y'all for joining see y'all next time peace